This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I remember growing up in Amas and how the kitchen was Amas Sanctuary. It was a place of escape and I remember how Ama would always cook us the best nyonya dishes. All the ayam pongte, ayam buah keluar, laksa, udang masak lemak nanas that you could eat. And you never had to pretend it's good food like in Singapore because Malaysian matches like my Ama always put their heart and soul into their cooking. The main trick and secret to making the best dish, my Ama would say, agak-agak to hold out. And I would always question her. Hami aga-aga, ansua aga-aga. I never knew. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Baggage is described as a new theatrical experience which considers the weight of the world we carry. Presented by emerging creative company The Fever Kinetic, Baggage is the company's debut feature-length play, written and performed and also directed by Tristan Zijin, who is also the artistic director and executive producer of The Kinetic Group. He joins me now to share more. Welcome, Tristan. How are you today? Hi. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for joining me. You know, thank you for having me, Juliet. Absolute pleasure. So, no stranger to BFM, of course. You've appeared on Front Row as well before. Yeah, it's been a while now, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's been about, what, four, five, almost four years or oh, something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've aged for four years now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to have you back. And now you've got uh, your own, uh, uh, well, it's described as a creative company, right? The Fever Kinetic. Yes, it's our own creative company, a theatre um, company, yeah. Theatre company. So, tell me a little bit about the Fever Kinetic. Uh, so, the Fever Kinetic has been, well, we started off just as a troupe. We just like uh, go for all these uh, festivals and just perform on, on our own and have have uh, participated in all this and over time I realised that hey you know what I want to do something much more with it and so I've created the Kinetic Group and um, that's where we really delve into like movement and physical theatre which I think it's still uh, not something that we see very often over here in Malaysia so mm. that's where I created the Fever Kinetic and where we really focus on movement pieces and using poetry to inspire movement and all those kind of stuff. So much more physical theatre, but every now and then we also go through like the j- traditional sort of like following a script and like creating show and all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, in, in, for yourself as well, you've done uh, dance performances, you've done uh, theatre performances as well, right? So this is um, these are things that have always interested you, I suppose. Oh yeah, ever since I was young, I think I was... I was. I think I just love the attention, you know, <laughs> just, just performing in front of people, and they just sure. look at me. They just give me a, and I'm just like, yeah, I love that, and uh, yeah. And so it was true that I think every ever since I was young, I just loved performing in front of my family or friends or whatever. Even in school, I think I was the person that's always in the front, um, so that everybody could just like appreciate all the talent that I have, so to say. <laughs> but I think it's just something that's a. Uh, really powerful just to be able to explore explore one's own emotions also express themselves and more than that for me it's to put on a smile on people's face and also to make them uh, relate to a circumstance or a situation to a story and I think that's really really powerful to mm-hmm. make them uh, just forget about let's say the horrible day that they have for a moment for a brief second for them to go ah Mm. I see myself in this little story mm-hmm. that you have. Yeah. Okay. So sort of like a escapism almost, but also, but rooted also, I suppose, in a lot of our everyday sort of experiences as well. Yes, very much so. Okay. And I know I was reading that uh, the Kinetic Group also, uh, you want to promote diversity, inclusion, creative expression, and you also want to spark conversations, right? I mean, tell me a little bit about, you know, what it is that you guys want to do and who are uh, the rest that are part of the team? Uh, right now, I have a uh, Julia that's with me. Right now, it's just the two of us, but we're going to expand slowly. And uh, we always have our like I said uh, previously mentioned that we have all these um, 
performance that we used to perform together with all these uh, little actors and all these other dancers that I have. So every now and then I engage with them. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think for me, Fever Kinetic is really very much about um, trying to find more Malaysian stories, because I think we emphasize so much on the West so much in Malaysia. I mean, if we talk about baggage also, like, you know, we really, for me, I grew up with Western culture. I grew up on Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. So everything is, even right now, I look at my cousins, which are so much younger than me. And me, I'm a teacher as well. and see the generations I'm teaching and they don't have the Malaysian accents, which is such an interesting thing, you know, and um, they don't know the Malaysian reference. And so when I started out Fever Kinetic, it's really about like creating Malaysian stories, you know, let's try to really find some grassroots stories that we can embrace let's not it's great to have all these uh, western influences but let's also harness something that we have over here that's near and dear to our hearts if not we slowly lose the culture and the significance of who we are mm, okay and, and baggage i mean that's where it comes in as well right i mean mm. the, the tagline one of the taglines i was reading in your press release home is not where the heart is uh, and i do know it had, um you know this has been a long something in the works for you for a long time, right? Oh, the yeah, story, for a, yeah, for a while now. So I remember it first started out as like a bunch of f- writing fragments because I, I I do write and I write like crazy. Mm. Uh, so random, random fragments. But it was uh, 2019. I went for a trip uh, to Suzhou, China, right? And that's why I was like, "What is my identity?" Because I went there and I was like, "Supposedly this is where I came from," so <laughs> yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that's what people tell me. But I go there and I like, "Oh no, I I cannot relate to." Anything, anything over right? there but then like when I'm over here I am con- I also in Malaysia I don't know what does it mean to be Malaysian Chinese so to say and that's where I started uh, writing this poetry of like uh, not here not there you know trying to figure out what my identity is what does it mean to be Chinese or what does it mean to be Malaysian Chinese and uh, that's where it really started out and after that I writ- written like a whole long like two act play like 50 pages and I realised that nah let's not keep it so long and also not have so many characters and I want to keep it into something uh, much more uh, concise mm-hmm. and that's where it really came into baggage today which is really much about a one person monologue and it's about this boy who is you know like this younger generation they're all like you're gonna leave the country to greener pastures so to say and yeah. I just want that feeling of like oh I do not know who I am over here in this place you know in this land and uh, I'm gonna go overseas and try to find out and figure out who I am and that's where baggage comes in. So we have a bunch of audience that would serve as like the audience, uh, as a friend, sorry. The audience would serve as a friend to Kenny, the character, and they're going to come to his house and help him pack up all his baggage to figure out, oh, maybe this clothes, you don't bring that. Oh, maybe this thing, you can bring that, this, that. And it's just to prep him up. And also he will share his uh, accounts of growing up in Malaysia, what the, the intersectionalities of his identity and what does it mean to be Malaysian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of personal in it, but there's also a lot of politics in it, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So how do you balance that, you know, the personal and also the politic uh, aspects of the show? I think probably comedy. <laughs> okay. Like if, 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 if I ever took to be talking about the political aspect of it, like uh, race, um, culture, uh, societal expectations, you know, the, the Asian expectation of you need to only be a doctor, a lawyer, all those kind of stuff. Um, every now and then you got to pull back a bit and just say something totally like unexpected for people to go, ah, okay, I'm comfortable to laugh at this. If not, like it gets a bit too tense. So mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's finding that balance. And I think what's so interesting about this is so it's, it's actually one of my full, like full length plays I'm, that I've written. So it's quite interesting because I used a lot of my writing fragments, but also used 
the devices that I would know how to uh, write in, creating a script, so to say. And so blending poetry, blending all these writing fragments, all these ideas together was something that was quite uh, tough for me. And I would say it it was a whole process that took about since 2019. So yeah, it was like four years (laughs) writing this whole story. And, And yeah, I think because it took such a long time and it grew, so to say, within that four years and found its own maturity. And I think that's why I was like, I think it's ready mm. to be shared with the world right now. And writing it is one thing, right? Putting it on, on page, but, you know, then trans, uh, translating that to the stage. And, you know, in a solo performance, no less, uh, directing yourself, writing, you know, something that you've written. What was that like for you? I, I, I just, I guess the mirror is now my best friend. I mean, when, <laughs> when directing myself, that's all. I'm looking at the mirror of myself. Sure. How do I come across, you know? Uh, but I think it's, it's tricky over here because, like, Usually when you're in a normal play and um, let's say if if it's not a one-man show, you have a director that's able to see things from a third-person perspective and give you much more ideas and input. But I think over here, I think it's it's a bit tough because uh, you get to see yourself and sometimes we have our own personal biases which is something that's really tough for me mm. so it's uh, that's where I have uh, Julia come in and she's also helping out with the production on the producing side of things and she's also helping with like being a third eye to give aspects and uh, I think it's great to also have that um, third person point of view every now and then to help me understand where where's an opportunity where I can make it better but I think the toughest thing for me because I think I've also taken a hiatus from theatre and performing for a, a while now I think the toughest thing for me right now is like practicing that muscle memory I have to like memorize yeah, the yeah. lines and also be able to portray the character with justice yeah but um you know, there's also, I'm guessing, because, uh, you know, you were telling me also that it's, it's a very intimate setting, isn't it? Mm. It's just you there and then your audience is sort of like also interacting with yes. you. Am I right? So, I mean, talk to me about performing in such an intimate space and also, you know, dealing with so many things that are very personal to you, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's quite personal to me. And uh, I think because it's so personal to me, I also want the audience to feel like they're a part of the story as if they are a friend of Kenny, this character, and they are the friend that Kenny... So. For me, the way we went about it, this whole show really, like, the show starts before you even get into the The theatre, yeah. So, like, even when you are purchasing a ticket, so to say, we have a specific WhatsApp, and that WhatsApp is run by Kenny, so to say, and Kenny would speak to you. It's not like those, like, oh, your booking is confirmed. It's more like, hey, come to my house, don't be late, okay, and don't tell my mom, and bring this, bring that. So, I feel like then people get a sense of, like, who the character is, and you're already a part of the show, and when they come into the space to figure out, and this is not like a theatre space, it's more like a house, actually. It is an event house, and so it is also an old heritage house. It's called Oriental Heritage House, which is in Sento. Okay really great place and I think the reason why I chose that specific place as well is the fact that it reminded me a lot about the place I grew up in mm-hmm. you know really old like 70s house and those kind of uh, traditional elements those, those those things that we don't see nowadays because like all, all the buildings now they just look like squares <laughs> tall squares yeah. on plots of land and yeah. I think it's so important that we really um, cultivate and also appreciate what is our heritage, essentially. Mm-hmm. And were there any, I guess, you know, how did you cope, I suppose? I, I'm guessing like, there were some emotional demands on you as well, right? To put mm. this on stage as well. I mean, just, I mean, also to write it, but also to put it on stage. How have you been coping with that? Especially in a solo show, you know, it's only you. Oh, I have no idea how I've been coping. I, I guess just crying to my friends every now and then, be like, oh my God, am I, am I able to do this? Am I not? But uh, yes, definitely a lot of uh, self-doubt. But at the same time, I do think that that doubt would push me further to, you know, I think that doubt is just because I I, I know I want it to be great because mm-hmm. it is something that's so precious to me. And also, I don't think just to me, but I do think to 
anybody of any generation in Malaysia, whether you are Gen Z, you're a millennial, you're Gen X, uh, I do believe you can relate to this in some so, in some form or another because it's really about uh, the relationships we have with our family, the expectations of Malaysian society saying that oh, you need to be more Chinese, you need to be much more Malaysian, but who am I? I'm stuck in this grey area where sometimes I feel like I am too Chinese or sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm a pretentious banana, mm-hmm. so to say. <laughs> like you don't know where you are and and all these expectations. But it's also like I think one thing that really draws this story together is really family relationships, especially um, in this script. Kenny speaks to his sister a lot and uh, it's really exploring a relationship with his sister and how um, family is so important to him. But at the same time, he needs to branch out. And he's talking about how every year he sees all his friends probably going out to greener pastures, like far, far away to Australia, to UK, to United States, all this. And they're exploring so much and being the best version of himself. But he feels a bit constricted over here. And it's more like the fear of watching everybody growing up all around him while he remains the same in the same place that he was when he could be somebody. And I think that's something that we feel sometimes, mm. that the, the rules, uh, the societal uh, expectations we have, we need to play safe in Malaysia. You can't really like go above and beyond because like the, the, the idea of like, oh, we angan, angan, relax, you know, the environment is something that's ingrained with us and sometimes it's hard, it's hard to break out of it. Yeah. Okay. And I just also want to know, like, I guess, you know, what are the, what are some of the themes or, I mean, you know, when the audience come, right, what do you hope that they will actually sort of um, experience with you, you know, and some of the themes that you're exploring? I would hope that they are able to take away this feeling of letting go, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- this um, feeling of courage, so to say, the, the courage of Kenny to, if as much as he loves his family, as much as he has such a great relationship with his sister, he knows for the first time in his life he could succeed in something, succeed in something if he puts his mind into, or he could stay, choose to stay comfortably in an environment that does not understand him. And he knows that if he chooses to stay, it's going to be comfort. But if he goes into a random place that he does not know wherever he's going, there's so much opportunities. It could be good, it could be bad, but it, he knows that it's going to change him. So with that in mind, I would like the audience to also have the idea of like, oh yeah, I should take more risks to really dive into the unknown and see where I could go instead of playing safe. I think it's generally not just Malaysian society. I think it's just the whole wide world. We, we have a tendency of wanting to... Of feel safe, to yeah. be safe. And I think... Content, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to be content. And we, we're taught contentment, which is great. But I think it's also good to want more, not out of uh, selfish reasons, but to see where your potential can go of not it would just be potential rather than it being kinetic ah. <laughs> there you go yeah okay excellent so and you know do you also incorporate elements of like a physical movement you know dance you know looking at your background music perhaps yeah there, there is a music aspect of it so I, I, I wrote this song with my friend Esther this was, this was in my college years and we did this song uh, You Can Do It so in the end uh, at the end of the play the song would come out uh, You Can Do It and it's very much about the sister speaking to Kenny and also Kenny and telling him that you can do it, you can make it, you know, possibly it's ne- never ending. Mm. Uh, I'm just reciting the, the lyrics right now, but yeah, this, it's like this whole world is a cycle of hurricanes and you just got to take a chance of not, you never know if you can make it or not. So take that chance. And 
that song will also very much be coming out on Spotify uh, after <laughs> the production, That's which right. is a great thing as well. And uh, yeah, j- just music, not so much dance, because uh, I don't see how the dance element could come into it, okay. but the music for sure, yeah. But definitely physicality, right? It's physicality. Very, yeah, the sort yes. of movements will come in, right? Especially yeah. for a solo performance, I'm Oh, guessing. for sure. And, yeah. and, and the interaction with the audience, I think, is something that's so, I think will probably be very unique because I will not treat the audience as an audience. I'll probably treat them as a friend <laughs> from mm-hmm. an actor's perspective. I, I will make them fold my clothes <laughs> and put it in my bag, you know, or grab okay. that uh, cups of like Maggie and put it in there because the food overseas is really, really expensive. I've got to cook Maggie every day. <laughs> so there's a lot of audience participation, right? We must let the audience know uh, that. Yes, for yeah. sure. Okay. And there is also, I mean, there is a parental advisory, right? Because uh, uh, yeah. there's some strong languages. Okay. Uh, so um, when I say strong languages, just a bunch of curse words every now and then when he's he's getting really upset and really uptight and really angry about the situation that he's sure. in, he, he, he goes off. So okay. yeah, having parental advisory. Okay, yeah. so that just means, you know, recommended for ages 13 and above, 13 but and above. Oh, yes, have that's your right. parents there with you, right? And you know, all through this process, I mean, it's a long time in the making, right? I mean, mm. the, it must be quite a cathartic experience for you as well. It is a cathartic experience. Uh, every now and then, I especially the parts where it's like speaking to my sister or the poetry about growing up, I find myself like slowly tearing up every now and then. I'm like, why am I crying at my own writing and as, <laughs> as I'm performing it? But I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to as well. Mm-hmm. You know, especially the poetry about um, growing up, uh, especially when you're at the age of 22. It's like a whole catch 22. You're stuck in between two worlds that you want, you know, yeah. you know, you want to be stupid with your friends, you know, have fun. But at the same time, you want to build that same future with that same friends of yours. And everyday life just makes it hard for you to choose between those two. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of young people, a lot of young adults can relate as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are also going through that sort of discourse on identity, belonging, uh, you mm. know, wh- who are we, what are we, especially if we are like, like uh, you know, as the story suggests or alludes to second, third generation uh, oh, sort yeah. of Malaysians, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot there. So, you know, it sounds it sounds really amazing, Tristan. Uh, and it's coming up uh, just in a couple of weeks, right? So it's starting yes. on the 13th of July, uh, right up till the 16th of July. Yes, that's right. On Thursday and Friday, shows are at 8pm. Yep. And on uh, Saturday and Sunday, there are three shows at 2pm, yes. 5pm and 8pm. Ticket prices are 65 ringgit uh, for normal tickets and 45 ringgit for concessions. And the ticketing hotline, of course, you just alluded to it. So that's a little bit of a special one, right? Yeah. Yes, this is a special one. So Kenny, if you want tickets, Kenny, you text Kenny and Kenny will be talking to you, <laughs> telling you how to get in his house and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, we'll pop that number in, but it's 017-644-3367. Uh, and of course, you can also make re- reservations online. Through yeah, through our uh, Google form as Google well. Google form, yes. Yeah. So just hit to the Fever Kinetic uh, what? Uh, Instagram. Instagram Instagram.com slash uh, the Fever Kinetic or also our Facebook page at the Fever Kinetic. Excellent. Okay, well, it sounds great, Tristan. I can't wait to see it. Um before I let you go, though, any any concluding message or our last message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, if anything, I could leave the listeners with is uh, to really look at yourself and look at where you are. Embrace the uncertainty of where we are, no matter how hard it is, because at the end of it, if we have enough courage to face whatever fears that we have and just dive right into the unknown, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing at the end. Thank you so much, Tristan, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Juliet. Absolute pleasure. I was speaking to Tristan Zijin, uh, Artistic Director of the Connected Group. He's also the uh, writer, actor and director of the play Baggage. Again, it's coming up very soon, just in a couple of weeks. For more information, of course, just head to the Fever Kinetics Instagram page. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.